BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Boom. Baby, <laughs> I have no voice left. <laughs> I could not extend it out like I usually do, but that doesn't don't let that tamper down my my and our and the whole podcast and Lions Nation's excitement over the Lions' historic twenty four twenty three victory over the Rams. Um, everyone on this podcast tonight attended the game. Uh, I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest of the crew. We got Bob. Yeah, Lions, baby. Yeah. Connor. Hello. And UJ. Hey, everybody. Go Lions. So we all attended the game. That um, We're recording this at 9 o'clock. Uh, so, so pretty much 24 hours after the game started in Detroit. And my God, um, what a game. A uh, lot of back and forth. Lions start off hot. Often stalls a little bit in the second half. Defense steps up where they need to, especially in the red zone. We're getting all that. But before we can get into the game, before we get into the Stafford and all that stuff, I just want to go around each one of us, uh, and in a minute or less, just tell the listeners what the win, what this win, the first Lions playoff win in 30 years, uh, means to you. And Bob, I want to start off with you. Oh, this has been uh, such a long time waiting. You know, as Lions fans, we see uh, hope every year, like something's going to happen, something, and it always, always grows kills us in the end but this is a different team i love it i'm so excited man this win is just like it's changed the narrative back again to winning football so that's me change the narrative this win is amazing definitely connor uh yeah it's been uh an incredible ride um you know like as they keep winning there's always that little bit of back of your mind that's like oh you know this could go wrong but i think dan and brad and the guys have finally shut us up for good uh i'm what i mean is the little doubts in our minds and mm-hmm. i think this is a whole new regime and i i think it's only going to go from here and i didn't shed a tear but i i hugged my sister and my dad and it was very very heartwarming moment so 
I'm hoping there's many more good moments and a simple playoff win is just going to become routine for us. Definitely. So let's go over to you, Jay. Okay. Uh, as the elder statesman of this group here, been following these Lions for all my life. I've been a Lions fan since I was five or six years old. The only team I've ever rooted for in the NFL. And yeah, this means a lot to me uh, on a personal level. And it, it brings to mind uh, my dad when we were White Sox fans and we were hoping that someday they would win a World Series in his lifetime. And they did. And it was awesome. And, you know, as I get older, I think about these things a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd like to see one before I see the great beyond, you know. And uh, this meant a lot to me. And I and you could see it in the faces of all the fans, too. And, and, and Big Z. We were sitting next to some people up in the upper deck there in Route uh, 316, and it was, I I shed a tear thinking about it, but uh, this guy is season ticket holder for many years, is there with his wife and his daughter, and uh, she pulls out a driver's license and shows it to us. It was her father's driver's license who passed away, never saw the Lions win, and and she she brings it to every game, you know, and she brought it to this thing, and when the Lions did some good, we, we remember yeah, we high-fiving yeah. his driver's license you know like it's awesome it was just such a heartwarming story but imagine how many more of those are out there in that stadium you know there was that guy who's a what a season ticket holder for 70 years 66 years or something like that he's 89 years old and they, they were sh focusing on him and you see grown men crying out there it was it was beautiful <laughs> man it was like we're just not we didn't know how to act almost oh, like no. Like, what do we do? We've never been here before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is I, uncharted territory. And it was beautiful in every way. And uh, I just I just can't say enough how, how awesome it felt. And uh, I just hope we keep this train rolling and uh, a lot more good feels to come, baby. Hey, UJ. I, saw, I, I saw so many face. A, I was I just going to say. Go ahead, uh, Bob. Go ahead. <laughs> the, whole, uh, the whole building, it was like a mutual thing i mean everyone was just feeling it that day wasn't it like such positive energy between all the fans and the team yeah. and when the game ended everyone just stayed in their seats for the longest time you know just cheering and yeah was, no one left for yeah, like yeah 20 was, minutes yeah i know <laughs> it was it was crazy. it was awesome anyway, and uh, was i never saw day. so many people facetiming in a stadium before either everybody like wanted to like do you know, loved ones or whatever to try to, you know, they, it's only, it's a small stadium uh, by comparison of the fan base size. So, only yeah. so many people but having said that, they and, could uh, still improve the Wi Fi a little bit, I think. But anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, yes I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, but, but yes, uh, and kind of leading into that is just the atmosphere at this game was unreal. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it was extremely loud to start the game, extremely loud throughout the game. Obviously, it caused the Rams to call two early timeouts in the second half. But that fourth quarter, the second half of the fourth quarter, when the Lions were on defense, I don't think you'll hear a louder place in America. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, no I was telling you, Jay, we were doing so much screaming that we had to occasionally tap out for a rep because, like, we were just getting too tired. It's <laughs> yeah. so, like we would strategically oh, yeah, be tough. resting members of our family because it exhausting. takes a lot of energy. I felt like I played a football game at the end there. Yeah, yeah, especially when the Lions give up all those yeah. third and longs. You're like, damn it, to do it again. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know third and fifteen. I'm like, they're finally gonna stop them on one. Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, um. 
It was, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely draining, not just emotionally, but physically to yell and make noise for three plus hours <laughs> in that type of yeah. environment. Um, but I, w- I will say when Lions are on offense, it was really quiet in the stadium. It was complete opposite. Uh, besides that and when, uh, who scored the, was it Tutu Atwell on the touchdown that Vildor gave up? Uh, yeah. that was really quiet. And I think people were, are confused or just like, shocked that they gave up that long touchdown you could have heard a pin drop in that moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it was like that's so quiet yeah is so that the one tuka scored um, you're talking about but not puka the not on the sideline the one Vildor tried to get the deflection he dove full out and missed it oh the guy just yeah, walked yeah, yeah. in yeah easy peasy that's right um, uh, i believe that was two two at well but um yeah, I mean, even, but even pregame, like the the way the Lions use lights and then those wristband light things, the light show they had, uh, Chad uh, Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers with a drum line before uh, that got the people hyped. Eminem showing him on the screen. That got people hyped. Yeah, up. that was um, amazing. Everyone went crazy right? when Eminem was on there. <laughs> and then in the uh, between really... for, for people who weren't at the game, uh, when they sometimes when they went to commercial, they would just go dark in the stadium and then they have the lines yeah. logo like pulsing like, yeah it's really cool and uh, the wristbands are all timed with the music so <laughs> that was awesome yeah it was uh yeah if you if you go check out videos online of it if you weren't able to be there and haven't seen it yet uh, definitely go check it out uh but yeah just an absolutely electric atmosphere the lions fans did their part um the, the lions players did their part they got the dub um and then the, the big, the other, obviously, the big storyline coming to this game was the Stafford and the Goff and McVay kind of it all and the ex Rams uh, versus the Rams. Uh, yeah. First of all, I want to get something clear here. People think that people, the Lions fans are booing Stafford. I did not get that sentiment in the stadium. The Lions are not no. booing Stafford. They're booing the opposing team like any other team. Yeah. <laughs> any, like, or if you ever been to other... a Lions game, they always boo them when they come out to practice, when they come out for the game. Yeah, always, that's yeah. like any other stadium, really, for the opposing yeah. team coming out. So it was not, the boos were not directed towards Stafford. There was no Stafford jerseys throughout the entire stadium. If there was, they had Williams taped over the back for Jamison Williams. Yeah, Connor and I'm I saw one, disagree with one you jersey. Here. I think some of those... Brews were, they were uh, aimed at Stafford. You thought they were so aimed at Stafford so. more than you say. I don't know. I don't uh, know anybody that was booing yeah. directly at Stafford. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the Jared Goff chants were a little bit pointed at Stafford. <laughs> yes, um, but they, as well as supporting. Goff. Oh That's yes. What I was getting into next. There was a uh, ton of Jared Goff chants throughout the game, especially which is awesome to hear. It was great. It, that was awesome, and it was Jared it was Goff. Jared Goff. Talk about rallying behind your guys. <laughs> like, that's just like. Absolutely. Goff's going to remember that for the rest of his life, no matter what happens in the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, even the players were yeah, doing yeah. it as he came into the locker room. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, that was <laughs> that was awesome, too, because that was like organic from the fans. You know, the, the stadium wasn't like yeah. telling us what to hear like they do a lot. And that right. went throughout the game. And then when they won the game, it was crazy. And then uh, we were at late night Lafayette Coney's with you guys. And the, the everyone in the restaurant said, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. You know? yeah. so, the whole town was going nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. So Well-deserved. He played one hell of a game, too. Uh, one of only five quarterbacks. The, like, or, well, for... I forgot the list of the stats. 275 yards, 80% completion percentage, and over 130 passer rating. It's only been done four other times in the NFL playoffs. Goff is the fifth now. And he was also 26 of 32 passing, but those six 
or when he's under pressure. He gave up. He he threw no incompletions when he wasn't under pressure <laughs> in the game. Yeah, which twenty one remarkable. Twenty one. Um, twenty one. Yeah, pretty crazy. He he was on point, uh, especially early on throwing to Reynolds. Yep. Uh, and then obviously the big yeah. one, Amon Ross St. Brown. How how great is it that he was the one to clinch this game on clinch the second it. and eight? Yeah. It's yeah. on a very simple awesome route. Somebody seen him run several times. I gotta say, after it happened, I wasn't totally sure that sealed it. Nobody uh, was it nobody actually took until was. the knee. <laughs> Once they took the knee, then I was yeah. like, Oh my god, they did it. But I, I wasn't sure. Even golf was took the sure time out. Said, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. well to speaking of that play though, I mean Campbell took a chance where most coaches wouldn't. I think most coaches would just keep running the ball, try to run as much clock up as they can, hope to get a first down. Campbell says, screw it. Let's get the first down now and end this thing. And But that's the way he's been all year. He trusted his guys, and they did it. They came through. Awesome, man. Good coaching. Oh, great coaching. And, I mean, th- that should not shock anybody, uh, the, the Lions being aggressive on the offensive side of the football. Obviously, they were rewarded with it as well, going for down fourth down. Oh, can I um, just say one more thing touchdown. about uh, Campbell real quick? You see something about Campbell? Of course. Um, another thing that he did uh, was he called for the 54-yard field goal for Badgley, and that was putting his trust mm-hmm. in that player right there because that was a huge kick for him. I mean, that's a, the most clutch kick of his career, and he hit it. So that's got to help build him for the yeah. rest of the, the playoff run, and too. That- so. Oh, yeah, and, and uh, thank God for that. I mean, Badgley is under 50% of his career from 50-plus yards, uh, <laughs> which I did not know, honestly, uh, before, uh, you know, last night or after the game. But, uh, yeah, hell of a kick out of him. That would have been good for 60-plus, I think, for sure. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if and the, yeah, if Riley Patterson was in that spot, I don't know if the Lions go for that field goal. So they probably just go for the fourth down and pray. Probably that. Um, so clutch to have a guy that can make over a 50 yard field goal. Obviously it was a big difference. Uh, lines win by one point. So every point counted in that one, especially the second half. It's amazing when Campbell puts his faith in these guys to do things and they don't want to let him down, man. I mean, he, Campbell trusts these players to, to do so many things. Like that's why he's willing to take so many chances too, you know? Well, if we don't get it, our defense will save us or something. You know, he, it doesn't matter. And as a player, they got to just love that feeling, that feeling of trust and, you know, that they can do anything. They can conquer anything. And uh, this team has that right now. It's just beautiful to behold. Like you were saying earlier, Bob, we used to, and I, and I was, it seeped into my head too during that game. Like, oh my God, they're going to blow this game. Like in the past, we've seen a hundred times, thousand <laughs> times. And then, but they don't. They they come through. I mean, it's just yeah, it's unreal. That feeling's less hard to describe. Less and less these days uh, when I'm watching games. Oh, absolutely. I don't really think that as much anymore. I'm like, I expect to win these games. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just incredible. What a difference this yeah. is the last couple of years. I know. I hope people finally respect us. Like everyone was saying, the Rams are the hottest team in football. We beat them. Yeah, I mean, the national media was giving the Lions no love. Uh, a lot of talk on the radio on 97.1, uh, you know, this 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 afternoon and such was about how national media was giving us no love. Even like today, uh, when the Lions had this big victory over the Rams, mo- most of the conversation was about the Cowboys losing and getting blown out. Like, 
Still no yeah. respect. They got to win a Super Bowl, I guess, to get their respect. Yeah, right. Probably still talk about the Cowboys. Maybe, yeah. for that was a big story, though, too. <laughs> yeah, that was an epic meltdown. It was. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they, they did like a clock. They talked about Cowboys for two hours. And then the, or, or they talked about the Cowboys for the first hour and a half of, of like their morning show. And then they got to the Lions and it was only a five minute segment. Then they went back to the Cowboys right after. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, big story, but not, you know, that big, <laughs> they lost <laughs> the, no, talk about what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I mean, not, it, wasn't not that weird by that by at case. the game? Wasn't it weird how, uh, they put the Packers game on before the game on the big screen and everyone's cheering for the Packers. Like the, yeah. uh, <laughs> at Alliance stadium. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, strange. I couldn't, I couldn't cheer for it, even though that was the good outcome for I us. Couldn't I couldn't actually cheer for it. I don't know. Right, yeah, right, right. So and, uh, I mean, obviously the cheers were so the Lions uh, with the Packers win to get the home game now against the winner of the game currently going on that while we're recording. Tampa Bay is up 16-9. and It's an ugly game. The Lions look better than both of these teams. Obviously, they beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay earlier this year um, pretty, pretty handily, especially our defensive performance that week. Um, these are both injury-riddled teams um, that have been struggling mightily for the last few weeks of the season. Uh, not not that we should take them lightly. I'm just saying, as far as the matchup goes, uh, it's theoretically easier than the Rams matchup. <laughs> Jalen Hurts just got a sack for a safety uh, as we talk. <laughs> uh, so now it's eighteen to nine bucks. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, I mean the Lions' offense. Uh, yeah, Jared Goff, phenomenal performance. Uh, Obviously, a huge weight off his shoulders. You could tell after the game. That was just monstrous for him. Uh, Josh Reynolds' revenge game, too. I forgot to mention that leading into the game. Uh, this was Josh Reynolds' revenge game, too. They let him go. Um, yeah. And the Lions come and pick him up. And also, in a, in a way, you know, I'm sure Brad Holmes is kind of, this is not a revenge game because, I mean, they he was an employee there for 17 years, but. I'm sure it's really nice for him to beat his old team. And I love that video of him screaming in the elevator. In the elevator, the yeah. Around him. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I've never seen a GM be so like ecstatic no. in any sport. He's like a coach. Like, he's yeah. so he's, He gives off the vibes of a coach. Yeah, like the way, like. So cool. He got a game ball. I wasn't really expecting that, but that was, yeah. that was awesome. And a great little speech after that, too. Just so short, but really. Yeah. Really nice. yeah. I mean, it, it spoke to like kind of all the people they bring into the locker room like that it have the grit mentality yeah um right it wasn't an accident we chose you to be here you were chosen you know i mean he made that clear that these guys were here because they're building something with these guys that it didn't just happen accidentally you know this isn't lightning in a right. bottle kind of thing this is something they're building and, so. yeah and it kind of going on the lead in too um and some we were mentioning uh after our post-game drinks at the, the skip we, we just walked around we found a bar it's called the skip in downtown it's all right um but either way <laughs> we didn't skip it <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> anyways uh this <laughs> you know it, with the 30 years thing and with brad holmes he talked about the darkness well the lines have had 30 years of this darkness but this type of win makes it just it feels like if you're the Chiefs and you're in your fourth year of this, it probably doesn't feel the same. <laughs> it's thirty years of angst, uh, and and the victory. Uh it it's just it's a, it's incredible. It's a it's a great feeling that you probably will only get 
once in your lifetime, this type of thing. It's not the Super Bowl, obviously, but I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. just because uh, so, it's been so long. I think this this game is going to mean so much, even if we win a lot more games, you know, this year and next year. This one game that breaks yeah. the thing, this is going to have a special place in the memories of uh, yeah. Lions history, you know. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I keep calling it a historic game. Um, so uh, the Lions offense, uh, they, they put great. The, the rushing, the rushing attack, uh, great in the first half, uh, really died down in the second half. They they got bottled up pretty good. Um, Goff looked a little, a little more out of rhythm in the second half. They started blitzing more, uh, but they stepped up at the end when it mattered most. Um, but Amon Ra. Phenomenal game, 110 yards and seven catches. Uh, Laporta got his, he had three catches, a couple important ones. Uh, Montgomery, one catch for 11 yards. I love that they threw to him late in this game. He had a few drops this year that were in critical moments. Uh, finally came through in the clutch here in the playoff game. Uh, and then Jamo had a couple nice that was un- too. Uh, he, that was undersung one of the best plays in the game. That kick throw to Yeah, they're Montgomery. probably like, no way they're going to throw to him. You can play soft coverage in case they do throw to him, but... Um, yeah, a great. I'm just glad he held on to the ball because he's been trapping a couple of them throughout <laughs> the year. Yeah. Uh, and now the bucks are also up 25 to nine now. So, uh, so it's looking like the bucks probably. Uh, yep. Baker Mayfield probably coming to Detroit barring some sort of <laughs> major comeback from the Eagles in the next, uh, that's what a hilarious collapse by the, Philadelphia. The, Harry, hilarious that Baker's going to get a win Super Bowl and, favorites and, like seven and weeks Cleveland ago. gets knocked out in the first round. Yeah, not only get knocked out, get their ass kicked. <laughs> it wasn't even yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. Um, their defense decided uh, they didn't need to show up. Yeah, and this was supposed to be the year the Bucks were like, well, we, I mean, assuming we play the Bucks, mm-hmm. we'll we talk about them more. But this is supposed to be year, be year like, you know, they they lose because <laughs> of all their draft and or uh, salary cap issues and such. But anyways, uh, back in this game, so, uh. I mean, what did you guys think about the Lions in the obviously the the first half, the first three drives, three touchdowns. The Lions <laughs> only had eight drives in this game. Each team only had eight drives, uh, so that that's why it was even more important for the Lions to get those stops. Get the uh, yeah, the red zone possessions were huge. Obviously, the Lions three for three in the red zone on touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Rams over three. That's the difference in the game. That's that's you just hit it on the head. Yeah, that's that's how we won this game. Yeah, Lions buckled up. The red Lions yeah. were one of the worst red zone defenses. Uh, throughout their regular season, but yeah, it's when the playoffs it start, the bend, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was Ben, don't break, yeah. just like Patricia envisioned all those years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. actually in fruition. Well, yeah, exactly. What in a was. way, and I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, talk about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. No, go ahead. All right. I was. All right. I just, I just want to throw in one other thing. You go. <laughs> oh boy. You, Jade, and right. Bob. One thing, real quick, real quick. Uh, you talk about complimentary football time. Well, young, uh, another slightly unsung hero in that was uh, Jack Fox, who was just booming oh. punts, man, pinning them deep. And oh, it was just a thing. Averaging five seconds of hang time. Hang time. time averaging 49.3 yards a punt in this game. Just just had to give him his props yeah. there. Didn't want to forget him. Yeah. Uh, Bob, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry about that. A little mix up there. But uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say. A lot of people looked at this game as, you know, the quarterback matchup, Goff and Stafford. And uh, if you look at it that way, I thought they both played excellent ball. I mean, Stafford to Puka, I mean, what a what a, what a show did. they put on. 
And uh, Goff, you know, he was clutch, man. The guy was clutch. And he made all his throws, you know, uh, didn't turn the ball over, protected the ball. And Stafford did, too. I thought they both played really <laughs> nice ball. So. He got away with one dumb decision. He tried to throw it lefty to Brock Wright, uh, laterally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh thank God that that could have been an all-timer in Lions history if it went the other way. But uh, um, it did not. The ball was bouncing our way, luckily, uh, on that one. But <laughs> other than that, yes. Um, and, yes, we have to give Stafford his due. Uh, he played a great game. <laughs> He he was yeah, he, he was lasering in there, especially to Puka. The Lions could not stop any inbreaker route to save their life against him. Um and then obviously the big uh third and short that he just completely got Sutton to bite on and, and had an easy walk in touchdown. Uh nine catches for 181 yards. Puka is a rookie. Uh Cooper Cup was pretty much an afterthought in this game. Uh five catches for twenty seven yards. He had one fourth down conversion catch. Uh that's probably his most notable contribution. Yeah. Can't uh, stay healthy. Can't stay. I mean, he was, he was healthy for this game, though, right? Uh, as far as we know, I mean, the playoffs. I mean, he had he, he started the season with hamstring issues, but maybe they creep back in later in the season. Um, yeah, uh, but the Lions defense rough, uh, you know, in the past game in between before the red zone stepped up in the red zone. Uh, but the run, the run defense continues to be dynamite. Uh, they only gave up 68 yards in this game, uh, on 17 carries. Yep. The Rams, I, I mean, the line shut down. Uh, There's a couple long runs in the second half, but overall, I mean, shut it down. Nobody has run for over 70 yards all season against this Lions run defense, which is incredible. Uh, the closest was Ty Chandler at 69, uh, the last game of the season, but man, uh, I mean, I think the big difference yeah. in the red zone was the uh, the DBs and the size that they have, especially uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, Iffy, uh, Sutton, and such. But uh, I mean, yeah. it, it's encouraging, right? To go into next week, maybe the Lions fix their red zone defensive issues now. Yeah. Hey, one other thing about the Lions' defense, though they they play with violence, and I, and. and Kirby uh, Joseph's hit aside down, you know, on the tight end. Say what you will about it, but we we were hitting out there, man. These guys were throwing throwing down, and uh, there were some vicious hits in this game. And uh, they they knew they were hit. Uh, Puka got hit a couple times, blasted. He actually fumbled on one play, but uh, I guess it went out of bounds or something. But Reeves may have been smacked, man. I mean, but this team plays with violence, and yeah, they're not perfect, and they let up a lot of yards and all that, but. Uh, they play their asses off and they play hard. And uh, this team knows they've been in a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever they're playing against. So I do like that part of their defense a lot. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want to point out. Uh, so let's talk about that Kirby Joseph hit for a second, because uh, I know we were talking about it briefly uh, before we started the pod. You know, I'm going to hold it up and get the conversation for here. But uh, Kirby Joseph. Uh, throw over the middle. Uh, these DBs in the NFL are taught not to go high. They will get fined. They will get a penalty. It costs the team, <laughs> and it costs their pocket. So there's only one other place to go. Low. He hits them. Unfortunately, uh, it was a nasty-looking hit because of the result of the hit. But it's a clean hit. It's not a dirty hit. 
I don't understand the people's argument that this was a dirty hit. This is literally what the NFL is teaching people to do. Um, it's not Kirby Joseph's fault by any means. He's just doing, you know, the guy almost caught the ball. He was about to catch the ball. He bobbled it a little bit. I, I, I don't know why this is even debatable, to be quite honest with you. But does anybody disagree with me? No, I, I do not. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, you can make the argument, and I heard the argument that Stafford hung his guy out to dry a little bit, and he did. Threw it high. Over the middle. I mean, yeah. put him in a vulnerable position. I mean, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. You know? It just looks bad because of like it's slow mo into his kneecaps. But like, like you said, that's like, it's hard to aim at a very specific spot on the lower body. Right. You know, you just go high or you go low. Like, there's, hey, when you're it, a pro, it always you looks can worse than slow mo. Like so many hits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, and, I mean, Kyle's already made a great point. On the broadcast, uh, is that uh, you know he's he said he's talked to like over he, he's he's talked to several receivers. He said over twenty five, probably more than that. Honestly, uh, where would you prefer to get a hit, like high in the head or low on your legs? He said one hundred percent of them say high by the head because their legs are the lifeblood, and now they're you know being attacked. This, I mean, Kirby's taking out two ACLs, uh, but I, I can't blame them. <laughs> they're supposed to go low. He also took out Hawk and against <laughs> yeah. the Vikings. So, you think he has like a, a trophy yeah, case with ACLs? Mad about it. Hooked up there. <laughs> Knee, not quite kneecaps, uh, like Campbell. Yeah, wanted, oh man! But, uh, <laughs> oh god. Um, oh boy. So yeah, I just want to get that across. Uh, you know, anybody that says it's dirty, I think is ridiculous. The Stafford roughing the passer, I not think that was dirty either. That's a clean hit. He's he's getting Hutch is hitting okay. him as he throws the ball. And Aleem is just running right by him at the same time. And the, you know, the tackle just goes into his body, but it was not dirty. There was no flag on the call. It was pretty, you know, right in front of the ref. So, and they are yeah. very, very stringent on the roughing the passer in the NFL. So if that was not called, um, it's not, it, it wasn't dirty regardless is what I want to say. You know, there's the, I think most of the noise from the Rams fans, you know, who only exist online and producer good day. Um, and I guess Brian Cranston. <laughs> Apparently, he's a passionate Rams fan yeah. all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, did you guys have any thoughts on that? The rubbing the passer. I mean, Stafford looked bad after, but I, it was clean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the hit was clean. As some people are mad about the shoulder step. Um, I haven't really seen the slow mo, but uh, the hit was definitely clean. I don't think they stepped on his shoulder on purpose. I think. I'm just that's what people are saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was part of I didn't the, see the replay. So part of the thing that no, he did step on him like with, with weight, you know. So yeah, but not like on purpose. It wasn't it wasn't Sue. Oh yeah. Ask. That's <laughs> like know? when yeah, when Sue would do that to somebody, <laughs> no, we'd be all like, no, 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 he was just trying to trying to get up or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> you know, curious we, if, if it had been reversed, would we be saying that the step <laughs> wasn't intentional? I don't know. But um, <laughs> Um, Hutch played a great game. Uh, one of his Absolutely. best games of his career, uh, and at a great time. He got he got a nice easy sack at the Stafford trip. Uh, but uh, yeah, the second the sack was great. Was also, awesome. just in the run game, uh, he disrupted a throw, got Stafford move out of the pocket when Cooper Cup was wide open on the sideline. At one point, uh, you know he's he's the only pass rusher that consistently gets there. I would argue Aleem to a certain degree got there often in this game. Definitely disrupted more than any other RD cat tackles uh, can. But anyways, 
Shout out to Hutch. I don't know if you guys want to anything about Hutch's performance, but I mean, the spin move is working tonight or last night. Um, and I, I, yeah, apparently he was sick uh, during this game and uh, they were trying to control it somehow. And if you saw his interview after the game, he was sniffling and snuffing and he just, he, he wasn't apparently uh, totally well that day. Yeah. But still played an awesome game. He was uh, puking. Puking and drooling on the line on his opponents, and then they kind of backed off a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kaminsky's had an illness for like a week and a half. I wonder if he uh, caught would uh, maybe yeah, it could be. Kaminsky uh, was dropping into coverage several times throughout this game. It was not working. I was, I'm, I'm kind of confused by uh, you know his consistent dropbacks in this game, <laughs> but I don't know. I thought they tried something. To, they tried yeah. something different. Maybe a new look that the Rams have never seen before. Um, I can't imagine it being u- utilized too much in the future because uh, it seems to be pretty exposed in this game. But yeah, hey yeah, guys, where we're but spreading uh, the uh, credit around for this game, let me just do a quick yeah. one. Just, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think this kind of vindicates. Brad Holmes' approach at the end of the year when he didn't go out and overpay for a Montez sweat or something. They they got the victory, and we're looking like we have another home game that we're probably going to be favored in. That's without doing that yeah. move. So I thought that was patient, and it saves our money for next year. So I don't know what you guys yeah, think. That, well, and, and it, and it preser- preserves the culture that they're trying to keep, too, I think. I guess, yeah. You know, I mean, it I preserves know. the culture. I, um, I think maybe to a degree... Uh, time will tell. The culture <laughs> thing is overblown. We haven't won the Super Bowl yet, uh, and maybe if we to win the Super Bowl, we need that needed the extra piece. Uh, yeah, I do feel like in the off season, that's going to be a top priority. Is uh, it's pass rush. Be. And, he was getting uh, double teamed a ton in this game too. Like <laughs> that's been a recurring theme all year. Uh, that that's not yeah, new. and he's still second in pressures in the NFL despite getting double and triple teamed every game. Maybe James Houston will <laughs> finally play next week and. Something maybe um, the savior I've kind of given up on it for he has eight days left of his evaluation period so um if he doesn't play this week he's definitely not playing at all <laughs> I think yeah I think that's a fact at this point I, yeah yeah but one more thing on Hutch Hutch puts the motor in Motor City oh <laughs> yeah his motor oh, is non-stop baby <laughs> that guy he he's relentless though I mean the guy never he, it's just phenomenal to watch him play. <laughs> and that, that has to rub off oh, on other sure. players, too. I mean, his just nonstop, relentless pursuit, you know, and, and think of the frustration. He's getting double teamed almost every play. I mean, at some point, you just get tired. Like, oh, man, take a play off here or there. He never does. Never no, he does not. Even when he's sick. Amazing. Even when he's sick. Yep. Um, I thought um, – I thought Brian Branch played a decent game in this one, too. I thought the pass interference early on the game was a horrible call. I think the receiver just tripped. <laughs> and maybe that's what they're taught to do. If they know they're not going to be able to catch the ball and the guy's like close enough to him, you just fall over and hopefully get a call. Well, congratulations. He got the call. Uh, yeah. So I guess good yeah. acting on his part. Uh, the, yeah. the, I guess we get into the refs. Just a couple things on the refs. Obviously, the offsides call is atrocious in every way possible. I don't understand. Um, there's supposed to be a sky judge in these stadiums that like quickly reviews the play and corrects the refs on the field. Like, no, you're in the wrong. Switch it or pick up the flag, etc. 
I, I don't understand how they missed this. This is blatantly an offsides. They called a false start on Decker. Well, the the word did come out on that Z. Uh, the guy went to take a leak. He had to go really bad. And then when he came back, he go, did I miss anything? <laughs> and then uh, apparently he oh, did. God. Took a bad time. Bad timing Jeez. for that. Um, yeah. True. True story. Uh, I wish the that was a story. Great. I wish that was a sides. story. At least it, 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 justification for it, I suppose. Um, and then... Uh, gotta go. You gotta go. Bob, too, right? Uh, the, the personal foul. Bad call, right? The... What the one that should have been Gibbs on the line? Gibbs one on the sideline. Where yeah, Gibbs was about uh, on the sideline, the part where the the white is like really thick, and he was on the outside of that thick part of the white, and uh, the guy got hit. I mean, Gibbs got hit. I don't know. That was ridiculous, and no call on that. So bullshit. So that's so that uh, the uh, I mean, the raps rap you suck chant was going. Rap you suck. Rap you suck. And I guess people heard that on TV too. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, I, I just don't understand how sometimes these, uh, I mean, this is one of the more experienced crews in the entire NFL. Um, I, I, I just, uh, it, it blows my mind how this still is continuing to happen and the, and nothing will change. It's just, just going to be a recurring theme throughout our lives, I guess. Like, uh, I don't even know, like 15 years ago, were the refs this bad in the NFL? Was it just that we have better re- replay and we can catch these things they were better before instant replay <laughs> i'm sure they I were think. yeah i think they were well they had to be more decisive and they had to be more sure what they saw now these refs they can lean on the fact that it can be reviewed so they'll just call it a certain way thinking that well if i'm wrong it's fine i'll review it no problem yeah uh they had to be sure i don't like that that's a horrible mentality because like they you know uh that's what they do because if they can't quite tell then they go with the ruling on the field so um yeah, I don't know if I. That's I very agree with that mentality. And it's it's a hey to to give him credit, some credit though. I mean, it's a really hard job with these guys. I mean, these guys they're so incredibly athletic, and the the things that happen so fast. Uh, it, it's got to be hard, a hell of a hard job to do. No, it's so, not hard, yeah. UJ, though. You to know, see a, when a guy jumps off sides and nobody else on the other uh, team moves. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. In that case, yeah, you're right, but. I don't know. We we all it's easy to blame the rest and we do it all the time. And that so like the, what about the past at the same time, interference the the um the Rams fans that should have been called was Cam Sutton. Uh I forgot it was Nakua he was covering. I'm not sure. But uh Nakua, yeah, the end of the yeah, game. I think it was. But yeah. that's another area Big where play. refs can make a difference and and sometimes it's like, you know, let these guys play. It's incredible the the one of the most athletic things at a football field is the battle between the wide receiver and the cornerback. And you you don't even know it until yeah. you see the replay and you see like, man, they're hand fighting the whole way down. You know, they're grabbing each other and like pushing and yeah. there's all this like m- small stuff yep. going on. And then, you know, the refs, sometimes they call it when it goes a little too far or whatever, but they let them get away with a lot of stuff, you know, little things. It's interesting. They do. I'm more in favor of them letting the guys play. And it, and if you if you take that approach to it on that play in particular, yeah, you could see him pull the jersey, but it had no effect on his momentum or anything like that at all. I think yeah. I think you can argue differently. I think most but, fans would agree with you, Jay, in terms of l- l- the less flags, the better. Let the guys play, um, unless it's like blatantly obvious, like an offsides or reporting eligible, uh, et cetera. A lot of 
Decker was eligible <laughs> shirts throughout the stadium in this this game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those. Um, <laughs> supposedly, after that play, now I didn't see it myself, but after the offside play called against Decker, he went to the ref and did the eligible suit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that that was kind of cool. Um, so the refs, another L for them this week. Uh, but really, really quick, this is getting back to the Stafford of all. Did you guys see Stafford's comments after the game? Uh, one of the reporters, uh, they yes. asked Stafford, you know, what do you, what do you think this win meant for the fans in the city of Detroit? And he said, I'm happy with the players. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a little bitter. Although uh, Connor, right? Kelly Stafford came out and made a statement, right? Yeah, she basically said, like, there's no hard feelings about the booing and she's rooting for Detroit the rest of the way. She did say one thing about Lions, a couple Lions fans, she said, booing her children, which uh, Twitter has run with and now thinks all Lions fans are evil. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about think that. That, that seems I, a little ridiculous. I don't think that happened. I think she's um, heard boos. I don't either. I think she just heard booze and assumed it was directed towards who her booze, toddlers. Booze children. I, that, I don't understand. Well, yeah, there, I, I, I believe it could have happened. Philadelphia, I'd believe it. Because <laughs> there, there's always <laughs> some people out there that really hate Stafford or whatever and uh, and are just jerks. I mean, I, generally, I don't think that's the case, but I, I could see one or two people doing that. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. But now Twitter has taken it and it's like, oh, all Lions fans were booing their children all game. That's like the narrative yeah. that's come out of it. And I'm like, it's ridiculous. Of it is. Ridiculous. It's an outrage. Well, I mean, first of all, Lions fans rooted for Stafford to win the Super Bowl. Um, at, at least a majority, not all, but a majority. A great majority um, so rallied I, behind I, they, That's why I don't understand like why they think like the Lions are booing Stafford. I don't I don't think they were. Uh, I'm pretty I'm I will go to my grave on that one. He abandoned us. Remember that. He <laughs> That's a little dramatic. Out. We supported he abandoned him. Us. He did. He wanted out. He, he wanted out. I mean, he asked for a change. I know, but you know, he abandoned Detroit, and we still and we still supported him after he abandoned yeah. us. That's how scorn lovers we are. Like we're, I we're like the abused abandoned spouse, at all, You know, like I thought it was something. <laughs> I did it a helped rebuild bit. the team. I'm not gonna lie. It worked for everybody as a fan. So it is. No, it's it yeah, so been one trade you'll ever see. Uh, uh golf's our quarterback. Yeah, absolutely now. right about that. I don't I don't feel abandoned. Um I was asking I UJ know. this. I mean, we don't spend a ton of time on this right us. now, but do you think Stafford at some point does his name go up on one of those things? Uh you know, like Lions Legends up there. Or no? As uh is I is that is I that think so. Because he has all the records by mile throwing wise. Uh, yeah, I he think will. So for sure, um, he's far and away one of the best quarterbacks in franchise history. There's just no. I thought so too, but or is it a type of thing like it remains to be seen? Like, what if Goff goes off? Like, what if Goff is here for ten years and has more victories and and things of that nature? They could both kind of surpass Stafford, especially. Yeah, yeah, it's not a one or the that'd other be fascinating. Thing. That'd be that'd be just very fascinating to me if they both yeah. were on there. I, you don't, I don't think they're. You don't have to once something. Charlie Sanders is up there. He never won anything, and he's. I mean, he's well, this is a lion, cool. so there's not a lot of winning in the history. Um, but he's, so. If you're a Hall of Fame player, you should be up there. But yeah, but see, did those guys ask to be traded? Not right now. Did those guys ask to be traded? Stafford asked. Bobby, yeah, but Bobby Lane got traded against his will. 
I don't know. I just think it's an interesting point in the or interesting. this this game, the outcome especially, I think is an interesting twist. We got Eagles Bucks. We're about to go to the divisional round with a chance to go to the NFC Championship game, and this is what we're talking about. I said I didn't want to spend much time talking time. about it. I said I just want to take a little bit about it. It had to be <laughs> talked about. You can't just. We've already it. said too much. Um, <laughs> hey, it's uh, ridiculous. Let me. Get, I'll sidestep it here for a second. In the it is. Stratosphere. <laughs> let me sidestep it here for a second. Uh, I just wanted to uh, shout out, of course, the fans of the Lions who are the ones that support this podcast, but. Uh, this, the crowd was insane, and I just want to talk about a specific group of people. The, before we went to the game, a couple hours, because everybody got there at 5.30. It was like crazy. Everyone got there when the gates opened. But, uh, so like 4 o'clock, we were in the Detroiter, uh, drinking there, pre-gaming with all these Lions fans. And uh, oh, yeah. we started the uh, the Lions fight song going, and we got everybody going it, and then other people were starting it. So if you were part of that group, cheers to you guys. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Go support yeah. the Detroiter bar as well. Love the Detroiter. Uh, yeah. And the Pegasus restaurant, too, in Greektown. Uh, yeah, great meals other. there. The best. best big, fans, big fans, big yeah. fans. Uh, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid podcast supports them. So yeah, look at that. Too. We're getting our free advertising. Um, <laughs> get a sponsorship. And Lafayette. Don't forget the post game at the Lafayette. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yes, that. at Lafayette, Cody Island. Yes, yes, yes. Referee, uh, curtain. You know, <laughs> I think they have a sign outside the restaurant. Oh, no rats in a hundred days or so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jeez, they got a day count. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be awesome uh, if they did. Really funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, because when we were there, two guys sat down. And like, uh, like they're like, I heard them talking to each other. Like, uh, oh yeah, wasn't this place closed because of rats? <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny that. That's unfortunately its reputation right now. It hasn't kept people. No, it hasn't. It was back to the max. <laughs> it was back to the max. Um. Yep. Okay. So Bucks Eagles. This is seven and a half minutes left in this game. Bucks are up twenty-five to nine and have the ball. So looks like the sad Eagles team. Jason Kelsey looks like he's in tears and sideline. Anyways, uh, he's too busy podcasting. It looks like play we're playing the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it looks like it's going to be the Bucks, barring some miracle here by the Eagles. I would imagine the Lions are like six, almost seven point favorites in that game. But uh, anyways, so an interesting. First of all, this is going to be a short week for the Bucks, and they have to travel on the road, which I like. Um, and another interesting wrinkle to this week is that Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson are both going to be doing their interviews this week uh, for all their different yeah. teams that they are interviewing for, which I believe for Ben Johnson, it's four right now and Aaron Glenn three. So that's an, inter- they, that, so they're going to be lean on their assistants for at least a day or two. <laughs> um, hopefully they got them all, all the way today. Cause you know, the, or I'm not sure I would love the, the insight about their schedules uh, this time of year. I can't imagine yeah, they're getting much would, sleep. <laughs> I would hope they'd knock the interviews out early so they can just focus. On I the thought they were doing it Friday after practice, Friday after practice is what I heard. Hmm. I don't like that. That means they're spending. Well, our producer Kid J has just uh, informed us that they're virtual interviews, and they're all happening on Friday night and Saturday. Okay. So there you uh, go. Thanks, Kid J, for that info. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess all the the game plan is pretty much in motion at that point, right? 
So uh, the virtual I interviews, guess. I don't know. Yeah. They're going to all be wearing virtual reality headsets and like sitting in like their avatars in a conference room. Yeah, the uh, yeah, like maybe the they get the Apple, that new <laughs> Apple uh <laughs> Oculus looking thing, Use, Apple Vision using Pro. AI voices, yeah. voiceovers. <laughs> you guys think they both get hired? Uh, <laughs> do, do both yes. get hired or just one of the Ben Johnson? I have a, a feeling both. I'm not yeah. sure about Glenn. Ben, I think both. I think I was talking about this yeah. with you, Jay, on our car ride. I think Aaron Glenn might be the slightly better head coaching candidate, technically. I just think he's a better guy for to build culture. Uh, I don't I disagree, agree, but a lot of teams don't care about that. They just look at the fancy new but coordinator. But I think teams are going to look at it differently when they look at how the Lions have built this turnaround. Yeah. It's a culture turnaround. <laughs> it's not just like this guy is an X's and O's guy. Like They... I know the Lions are becoming it, the it, standard it, now, right? <laughs> they're making their own new standard, kind of. you know, their own thing that people try to copy. If they're not the standard yet. They people are going to have to be like a team like the Panthers. Would they be stupid not to look at what the Lions are doing and try to at least somewhat replicate it? Um, all yeah. the, the Panthers did try to get Ben Johnson last year. I think uh, out if I had to pick a place, I think he might be going there. Uh, I think they're going to really show up the money to make sure they get place them. for anyone to go. Well, yeah, but I think they're going to really show up the money for him because it looks like the Chargers are going to get Jim Harbaugh um, unless Michigan comes back in with more money. That's an interesting ring. I don't think money's the thing with Harbaugh. No, I think right he's now. pissed he at the NCAA, NCAA too. I mean, you guys are Michigan fans. Yeah. Connor, Bob, do you think Harbaugh leaves? I, I um, think he will. I, I, think, he, I, hope he stays. I think he will, but I, it's more because he's sick of of the college, like government, the nonsense, Michigan. Yeah. I mean, ban three games for buying a kid a cheeseburger is like a bit ridiculous. Separate what? of the Connor Stallions thing. <laughs> um, was this cheeseburger thing? Cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was his first suspension, uh, during COVID or whatever. Oh. Um, yeah, I know there's multiple suspensions, so you got to separate them. Well, it was like a burger um, from Oshawa or something, you know, something really good. At least. But uh, that that kind of stuff is what's for. Yeah, it's making stupid. them want to leave. It's dumb. Ticky tack. Yeah, the NCAA needs a more balanced power structure. It's just kind of yeah. Well, football's weird. Mind. They're like their own power yeah. structure. Uh, except, God, we don't have to get into all that right now. We're talking about the lines, but uh. Anyways, uh, it, it's interesting that they have all these interviews this week is what I was mostly getting at uh, during the, you know, arguably now the newest, biggest game in Lions history. Because <laughs> um, this win, the Lions are favored. Yeah. They'll go to the NFC Championship. They'll know they're, if they're going to be playing at home or away if they win because uh, the Packers play the 49ers Saturday night. Um, the game, this game is Sunday on NBC at 3 Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, so a little earlier. You don't have to wait. All, all day for the game like this one uh, a little earlier in the day which is I, I kind of like I think that's kind of nice um, but just just I mean let's go around the horn really quick Bob you, you like the matchup Bucks against Lions uh, yeah I do like the matchup um, so we beat them before and I think we're a much better team right. I mean I think they're they're playing better probably than, the, than we they did then but uh, I just think we're trending up, and this this is a good matchup for us. UJ, we should win by multiple scores. Yeah, I I don't think it even matters who we play. Uh, the way Campbell's got our team thing, and it's it's more about the Lions and not about who we're playing against. 
I mean, if it was the 85 Bears or the 77 Steelers or whoever, I don't think it would matter who we're playing with Campbell. And, and he'll have his team thinking that way, too. It's not about who we're playing. It's about us and how we handle our, our business. So I really don't care. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to crush whoever comes against us. So uh, I'm good with whoever. And Tampa, fine. Bring them all, baby. Connor. Yeah, uh, great matchup. I mean, we dominated Tampa on the road. Or, well, controlled the game, I would say. Uh, and I don't think they're significantly better now than they were then. And they have a bunch of injuries. And I think they're just going to be happy they even got that far, to be honest. I don't think anyone, even six weeks ago, would have thought they made the divisional round. So uh, I really like the matchup, yeah. It would have been nice to see Patricia in the building, though. That would have been kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. That I know. I good. think this Lions offense could have put up 60 points against this Eagles defense. It is a bad Eagles defense. Pretty wild. They go 10 and 1 to start the season uh, and then just completely collapse, giving up 30 plus points a game the last seven games of the season. Uh, Matt Patricia replaced halfway. In, I think Patricia's been the defense coordinator the last five weeks. Ooh, Slay just went down with a nasty injury. He's being carted off. That's a bummer. Oh, no. So, uh, with six minutes left in the season. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Uh, and it looks like his knee, like an ACL or something. But um, anyways, and uh, Kid J, our producer, uh, you know, he hasn't talked much on this podcast. Well, may- well, first of all, you mentioned that Johnson is the favorite in Washington right now, actually. So they can also show out the money with their new ownership. I'm sure they will attack him hard. That's probably a little better place to be, especially under a new ownership. Uh, but second of all, producer KJ, hop on really quick. Just your thoughts on your Rams losing. Like we told you would happen. We told you your predictions were wrong, but we'll we give you the floor just for a second. I thought both teams were incredibly even, and if the Rams just scored one red zone touchdown, they would have won the game. So hmm. that's my thoughts. Did you the think Lions- did you think that Lions fans were booing Stafford, yes or no? I do think they were a little bit, yeah. I do think they were booing Stafford. Hmm. Okay. And uh, and just really quick, is Puka surpassed Cooper Cup as the number one wide receiver in that offense? I think so. Yeah, I think um, uh, I I mean, uh, Cooper Cup was like he was coming back for injury after he was like after he got back from the hamstring, he was like he was like rehabbing on the fly for like like a quarter of the season. Then he seemed like he was back to like full strength ish, and then um, he just hasn't been, and then he didn't show up yesterday at all. So I think the Rams might have to have some conversations about moving on for him this off season, but um. But uh, it's yeah, I think he's like in a different part of his career now after like all of his injuries and stuff. So, but Puka is definitely number one. All right. Well, sorry, but not sorry, Kid J, about uh, your Rams. Um, we, you know, we appreciate you still supporting the podcast. <laughs> um, and we we met several people. I hand out some stickers. We we hand out some stickers uh for the podcast. So. If you're new listener to this podcast, we greatly appreciate you for tuning in uh, here and hopefully stick around in the future, especially all the way, all the way leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe you're a new listener. You sat with us in the stands at Section 316 or the Bob and Connor. Um, what section are you guys in? 216? 214? 211. 211. 211. Uh, two, two great sections uh, in a great stadium. Uh <laughs> That place just gets so loud. I love the acoustics in there and how loud it gets. But anyways, we can wrap this up. Uh, you know, we, we could talk for five hours. Uh, 
<laughs> like we do when we're not on the podcast about this Lions team, but trying to keep it concise here uh, with, for, with an hour. So I love seeing McVay lose. Always good to see him lose. Uh, and obviously love just the revenge aspect for Goff and all the ex-Rams on this Lions team beating the Rams. Very poetic. Uh, and just what a, what, a, what a day, what a night, what a victory. And now we move on to the divisional round where the Lions will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for listening. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Go check out our story. So it's uh, go check out our highlight wildcard dub. A ton of videos posted on there of our weekend uh, in Detroit. Uh, definitely go check that out. But follow us on there. It's at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid on Instagram. Uh, Twitter at drinking lion, Twitter slash X at drinking lions. Um, if you want to send us an email or a message, it's drinking the blue Kool Aid at gmail.com. YouTube at DTBK, DTBK, or just search drinking the blue Kool Aid. Subscribe so you get our live stream. I uh, get notified of our live streams. Go check out our old ones. Um, they, and oh, of course, take it to our aforementioned producer, KJ. 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 Kid J. Kid J. All right. Oh. He's now fully focused on the podcast now that his rants have been eliminated. Selfishly, we're happy about that. Um, yeah. Kid J got a Super Bowl, so. Yeah, you got you your know. Super Bowl. And we Bowl. all rooted for him, so yeah. I don't feel too bad. Yeah, you got- yeah, he should renounce the Rams now and join us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So what? It what? I mean, just awesome. Uh, and I know it will. So we'll be back later this week, previewing the game, uh, the divisional round, and the Lions are one. They're they're three wins away from a Super Bowl. Three wins away. Exciting times. Thank you, everybody. Yep. All our listeners for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Like I said, we'll be back later this week. And last but not least, as always, like. Uh, Last but not least, as always, go, go, go. I can't hit the note. My voice is gone. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go, Go. lions! We did it! We did it! All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.